Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the NFL coverage. So today, this broadcast is brought to you by Final Form Supplements. Um, right here, I have creatine monohydrate, 100% pure creatine, no stimulants added, one scoop a day, and it can help build lean muscle mass, lose fat, and also help with muscle recovery. Uh, we got other plenty, uh, plenty of other products for you guys. We got the Vitamin gummies, joint support, immune system boosters, fat loss. Go check it out. Check it out at finalformsups.com. That's S-U-P-P-S, finalformsups.com. Use promo code COACHSTRIP, all caps, no space, to get 10% off your order. Now getting straight into it. This week, we have the coverage of week two in the NFL. And we're just going to go through um, each game. I think we're going to go through each game this week. Um, and then we'll just talk a little bit more on some of the interesting games and the non-interesting games we'll just briefly skim over. So the Eagles versus the Vikings is what we had on Thursday night. Eagles offensively looked good. Jalen Hurts, um, I believe he is here to stay. Obviously, a lot of people were thinking last year was a fluke year for the Eagles, but that defense is solid and the weapons that Jalen Hurts has on offense uh, is is it's looking good. I don't think that was a fluke season for the Eagles. I think the Eagles uh, with the Jalen Hurts dynasty is here to stay. Um, Eagles won 34 to 28. And of course, uh, Jalen Hurts had 193, one touchdown, one interception passing. But the man of the game is going to be DeAndre Swift. Uh, he had 175 rushing yards. One touchdown on 28 carries. This, I mean, the man played out of his mind. He looked phenomenal out there, and I picked him up for my fantasy. I don't really like playing fantasy, but I play with my family just because it's my family. But outside of that, I don't really like, uh, I don't really like uh, playing fantasy. But anyway, and then Devontae Smith at receiving four, four receptions, 131 yards, and a tutty. So, I mean, offensively, they were all playing well. Now, what I will say, Kirk Cousins... I think he's stepping up this year, at least so far, um, two weeks into the to the uh, season. He threw for 364 yards and four passing touchdowns. So offensively, the, 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 the Vikings, they didn't look bad. Obviously, Justin Jefferson with the matchup they had with, uh, with uh, Slay. Jeff Justin Jefferson, um, 11 catches for 159 yards. No TDs, but 159 yards. And then we also had Addison with 72, and he had a TD. And we, uh, uh, Hawkerson had two TDs that that was pretty much, uh, the, their scoring was by committee. Cause you had Ed, uh, Addison, Huckerson had two and Osborne had one. So those are four passing touchdowns. Um, and then, uh, no rushing touchdowns. And the, the rushing game for Minnesota, uh, for Minnesota just wasn't really that good. Their top rusher had 28 yards off of eight carries. So their run game, and obviously that's probably going to be a problem for most teams going against the Eagles because the Eagles' front seven is just, they're just monsters. That front line for the Eagles is monsters. Um, but Dem, uh, DeMarcus, I was about to say DeMarcus Cousins. But Kirk Cousins offensively is starting to show like signs of potentially 
maybe getting this team back right. And it's gonna, it's really going to come down to the defense because we all know with Justin Jefferson and the receiving core that they have, they can be an explosive offense as long as Kirk Cousins is playing at this level. Now, moving on to Buccaneers and Bears. This is pretty much how I expected the Bears to go off this season. They're 0-2. It's kind of what I expected. I don't know why people were expecting the Bears to be this uh, this top 10 team, top tier team. I don't know where that was coming from. Um, Justin Fields is still in development. I think he's. I think he still has potential to be good, but I think this is still going to be a developmental year for him. Um, but maybe they might get it clicking second half of the season. But whoever pissed Baker Mayfield off, he's playing out of his mind this year. Baker Mayfield. Uh, he had. Let me let me show. He had 317 yards, one passing touchdown, and then rushing. Uh, Rashad White 73 yards. Mayfield had 17. Rashad White also uh, obviously had a, a rushing touchdown. My boy Mike Evans, who his contract year he did not get an extension, so this is his last year on his contract. So after this year, he will be an uh, unrestricted free agent, which means he can either negotiate a bigger payday or, or negotiate another contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or he can obviously go somewhere else for a team that wants to pick him up. So what I think with the connotation around uh mike evans right now is if he plays out of his mind which he's been doing this year so far two games in i think he could potentially get a big i think he'll get a fat short-term deal maybe a two to three year contract that's worth over a hundred maybe not a hundred mil but maybe like 75 i can see something like that if you're talking three three mil maybe yeah 20 something mil a year ish um, I'd have to see what the market is for receivers right now because I could forget since I believe it's Tyreek Hill reset the market, um, I believe. But anyway, I can see him getting a, a, a pretty fat short-term uh, short contract because he's also never had a receiving yard, a season under 1,000 receiving yards, which he's – if he has a – if he averages a – if he gets over 1,000 receiving yards this year, he'll break Jerry Rice's record for most consecutive seasons uh, with 1,000 and because uh, I believe this is year 15 for him. The record is 14. And it's been every year. Not only that, but he is on pace. He is on pace. It's only been two games, but he's on pace to to, to for over 2,000 receiving yards as well. So I believe he's on pace to get close to breaking the record for a single season that was reset. I believe that was by Justin Jefferson that was reset uh, uh, this not that long ago. Anyway, Mike Evans is playing out of his mind. 171 yards off of six catches and a tutty. Chris Godwin with 58 on five catches. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their offense is looking good. And obviously their defense has always been pretty good. Um, Chicago, I just don't see them doing much moving forward. Now, a sleeper team as of right now, Atlanta Falcons are looking pretty good. They beat the uh, Green Bay Packers 25 to 24. Now, this is a, obviously a, a standout year. Standout It's going to be a highlight year for Jordan Love because this is his first year starting since uh, Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets. He's a 151-3 passing touchdown. So it's showing signs that he has the ability to, to score touchdowns or get the ball into the end zone. Pass rating of 113. That's pretty good. And then Aaron Dillon uh, with 55. Jordan Love also had 25 yards rushing uh, with Taylor and Dillon with two rushing touch, uh, one rushing touchdown each for a total of two. And their receiving is obviously by committee between uh, Wicks, Reed, uh, Dobbs, and Mugsgrave, all with uh, over 25, 25 plus yards receiving um, and some touchdowns there between the two of them. But the player for this game, that's actually not surprising. It's but as a rookie is going to be Bishad Bijan Robinson with the 124 uh, yards off of 19 carries, averaging six and a half yards per carry that game. 
Um, so Bijan is you know showing to pan out to be a really good pickup for Atlanta. He might be the difference maker for Atlanta. Um, be with that rushing game and their quarterback Ritter, 237 yards, one pass touchdown, one interception. But it's really been their run game that's been keeping them afloat um, in these past couple of games. So they're starting the season off 2-0. Now we're going to the Colts and Texans. Nothing surprising here. Colts beating the Texans 31-20. to Colts move to 1-1. Texans are going to be 0-2. Now, Colts, you have a weird situation because uh, Anthony uh, Anthony Richardson got hurt. And their backup, uh, Garner Minshew, I believe I said his last name right, came in. But he did well, 171 yards, one passing touchdown. And the rushing has been by committee since Jonathan Taylor is not participating right now in the game. Uh, but Moss had 88 yards. Anthony Richardson had 35 before he got hurt. Um, so pretty much by committee. And their receiving is also by committee. You know, it's pretty even. Uh, Pittman being their number one receiver last game. Michael Pittman with uh, five, eight, eight catches for 56 yards. Only one passing touchdown through uh, thrown to Granson. So I believe uh, Indiana is probably going to pan out to be a competitor for their division, um, but we'll see uh, because we have with uh, we did, it's just see how the Anthony Richardson uh, injury plays out. So that's going to be something to keep in mind later. Oh, let me get back to my notes, my notes, my notes, my notes. Okay, here we go. All right, Seahawks, Detroit Lions, overtime. This one was a good one because I believe Detroit was a five and a half point favorite. And they take the L. Um, so upset, quote-unquote upset. So Lions with a one-on-one, Seahawks with a one-on-one. Now, Seahawks are an interesting team because Geno Smith, is. last year he proved he could, he, he could get the ball in the end zone. Pretty good quarterback. 328 yards, two passing touchdowns, no interceptions. So Geno Smith is still continuing the level of play he had last year, carrying over to this year. Uh, their rushing game was, was decent, maybe not the best. Um, but Detroit... Golf, 323, three passing touchdowns, one interception. In their rushing, they had Montgomery with 67. But St. Brown had 102 receiving yards, which is a good standout for them. DK Metcalf for the Seahawks had 75 on six catches. But Lockett was the one that got the game-winning touchdown at the end at the pylon uh, as the clock was going down. He also had the only two passing touchdowns were both to Lockett. So we got a uh, Lockett, which is a vet for the um the Seattle Seahawks is, is is contributing with, you know, DK Metcalf being their explosive guy down the field. I think Seahawks can make a wave. You know, Detroit, I think Detroit was a good sleeper team for a lot of people. I, we'll see how they play out. I think they'll end up being a mid-level team, middle-of-the-pack team by the end of the season. And I think Seattle could, could probably work their way up to, like, top of middle-of-the-pack. Next, we have Cincinnati and Baltimore Ravens. This is a big one because Cincinnati, 0-2 start. First 0-2 start in a very long time. Joe Burrow is seeming to have, I believe people call it the contract curse. He gets the big contract. And generally, whenever you get a new contract or the big contract, that next season you don't play that well. And so far, Joe Burrow has been struggling a little bit. He had 222 yards, but he threw, an, he threw another interception. So he's thrown interceptions in the first two games. But he had two passing, town, passing touchdowns, mixing with 59 rushing yards. Um, and the that's just pretty much it. And then T. Higgins, 89 catches with the two tutties, 
from Joe Burrow. And then Boyd and Mixon are also Jamar Chase. So it was also a little bit of by committee for the receiving core. But I think for the Cincinnati, they just got to get that mojo back. They obviously have the talent, but they got to get their mojo back. And I think once Joe Burrow kind of brings himself out of the slump he's in, I think Cincinnati go back to, to winning football. Now, Lamar Jackson, 237 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Good outing for Lamar Jackson, passer rating of 112. And then we have Edwards the at a running back with 62 rushing yards. And, ooh, how do you say this last name? Ooh, received by committee. Nelson Aguilar, 63 yards. Flowers, 62 yards. Andrews, uh, Mark Andrews, one of my favorite tight ends, uh, 45 yards. Odell Beckham, 29 yards. Bateman, 18 yards. Hill, 12 yards. So pretty much by committee, Lamar is distributing the ball. And I believe once they get the chemistry between all the receivers and the tight ends, I think the Ravens are going to be a team we're going to have to watch out for, especially once Odell Beckham gets back in the groove. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit. He's probably a little rusty coming back from the injury. Once he gets in the groove, I think he could potentially be their number one receiver um, going into the rest of the year. Now, we're going down. My Titans, the Tennessee Titans. We did it. All right. Tennessee Titans beat the L.A. Chargers, which I thought was going to be a tough one since we lost our first game to the Saints. Now, granted, Saints do have a really good defense. They've only given up one touchdown the, the first two weeks, um, and it was in the fourth quarter of this past game. So they really was only giving up field goals until towards the end of that game. But uh, Tennessee Titans get the dub in overtime versus the Chargers. Tennessee Titans, Tannehill, we're, we're figuring it out. He 246 yards, one passing touchdown, only four incomplete passes, though, on the game. So Tannehill's getting more efficient. He's just getting smarter with his decision-making, going for those check downs whenever things are not, when something's not there, not trying to force it. So he went 20 for 24, great completion percentage, one pass touchdown, no interceptions, which is, which is the big plus because last game he threw three interceptions with no rush, with no touchdowns. Derrick Henry, 79 yards, 25 carries. Now that's back where I want to see him. 25 plus carries a game because I know last game they were kind of subbing him out often so he had like 20 maybe like 19 carries last game now I want to see him back in the 25 to 30 carry range because that's what Derrick Henry does and then Spears with 49 rushing yards Tannehill with 12 uh, and then Derrick Henry also had the game-winning touchdown in overtime um to seal the deal. Traylon Burks, 76. The second game, he's been the number one receiver for the Tennessee Titans. I think he'll probably be the number one target for Tannehill moving forward. But we also have Moore and D-Hop. D-Hop with 40, Moore with 49. I do want to see them get D-Hop a little more involved. He is a great 50-50 ball. But with Tra with uh, Traylon Burks and D-Hop, you really have options. So I do believe it's going to kind of be by committee moving forward. Um, but I feel like once D-Hop gets in the mojo with this new team, I do believe down this line, when it comes crunch time, having a vet like D-Hop in the game with Traylon Burks, well, I think it's going to be a little more beneficial. Maybe Tannehill's going to start leaning more towards D-Hop in those crunch time situations since he's a vet. And we all know that D-Hop is a, almost a for sure catch. One of the most consistent hands in the league. Uh, but the Chargers, let's get back to Chargers. I did a lot of the Titans. Chargers. Chargers, Justin Herbert himself. Played well offensively. They they you know he went 305 yards, two passing touchdowns, rushings by committee. We have no rushing touchdowns, um, but Keenan Allen monstrous night, 111 receiving yards, and then not only that, but Mike Williams with 83, 
You have Everett with 47, Smart with 24. So he's really, Herbert's really distributing the ball. But the Titans defense is a pretty solid defense. They've gotten a lot better on defense. I believe once they bunker down in the secondary, they're going to really be a problem defensively. And it just came down to OT where Titans are just good at game management. We know because of the way they play ball. Just clock management and OT. If you got clock management, it's tough to beat a team like that. All right, Buffalo beat the, Ra beat the Raiders. No surprise there. Uh, I'll just go over the stats real quick. That's, that's no surprise. Buffalo just had a, like a rough game, their first game. But now they're, 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 they're back to where they are. 247 yards for Josh Allen. Three pass touchdowns, no interceptions because last week was a problem. Rushing, Cook had 123 rushing yards on 17 carries. And Davis had 92 receiving yards. Diggs had 66. So, you know, pretty all-around uh, performance for the uh, Buffalo Bills. For the Raiders, they only scored 10 points. So Garoppolo, 185 yards. Problem is, he threw two interceptions to only one touchdown. Turnovers will get you killed. The number one factor in determining, if you're just looking at stats and you don't see a score, you could, if you look at turnovers and third down completion percentage those are the two main factors that are going to tell you which team probably won so if you can get on the if you can stay on the field on third downs or if you're a defense you get off the field on third downs and you win the turnover ratio which means let's say you get you haven't your defense got three interceptions and their their quarterback only threw one touchdown so he one touchdown to three interceptions you're most likely going to win the game and because of that that's probably that was really the biggest problem for the Raiders. He threw two interceptions and one touchdown. Uh, Tucker had 34 rushing yards, and Devontae Adams had 84 receiving yards and the only touchdown for Jimmy Garoppolo for the Raiders. Now going on to the Chiefs and Jaguars, tight game. 17 to nine, Chiefs take the dub to move to one and one. This was a game I talked about last week about how it's going to be a back bounce back game because I'm am interested to see how good the Jags really are because they look well in that first game and how bad this is pretty much a determination of how good the Jags really are and how bad or how rough the Kansas City Chiefs are starting off. But Kansas City Chiefs bounce back um, with a win on this game and Jags kind of get humbled early on in the season, 17 to nine. I still think Jags are going to be on winning football this season, but Chiefs, you know, Chiefs are Chiefs. But it took everything out of Patrick Mahomes to get this dub. 305 yards, two touchdowns to one interception. Uh, Pascio, I, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, had 70, 70 uh, rushing yards. Obviously, Pat Mahomes had 30 receiving. You had Moore, 70. Watson, 62. Gray, 38. Tony, 35. Kelsey, 26. So, like, I, like it's going to be, this is going to be the Chiefs. Or it's going to be by committee now because he's going to have to distribute the ball. Now, moving forward, San Francisco 49ers, 30, 30 to the Rams, 23. San Francisco 49ers are starting to become a team to keep your eye on. They are starting off 2-0. That My boy uh, Brock Purdy, it is Brock, yeah, Brock Purdy, 206 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but the run game, McCaffrey, 116 rushing yards, one TD. Debo Samuel, 38 yards, one TD. Brock Purdy, five yards, one TD. So they're doing it on the ground that run game. And we all know that that defense is something to to be to be to watch out for. They're consistent. We're just gonna we're gonna skim through these real quick. Giants beat Cardinals 31-38. Jets lose to the Cowboys. Now Cowboys they scored thirty points on that Jets defense. I do believe the Cowboys are a legit team this year. Their offense is able to score and get in the end zone against good defense because the Jets defense you can argue top five, top three. Uh, you can argue top, they're top five, you can argue top three. So we're talking about a solid defense. They scored 30 points. Well, technically, one of the touchdowns was a strip fumble return. 
but they score they score 20 plus points on that defense. So I believe the Dallas's offense is legit this year with the legit defense. They are a team to watch out for. Washington Commanders beat the Broncos. Commanders again undefeated to start the season 2-0. Broncos go 0-2, 0-2, uh, and I said this year I'm interested to see how the Broncos play out with Russell Wilson. Now, what I will say is Russell Wilson is playing a lot better. 18 for 32, completion percentage is not that great, but 308 yards, three passing touchdowns, one interception. So he's getting better. He's going the right direction, uh, but he's still a little rusty in terms of completion percentage and throwing those interceptions. And But he also had 56 rushing yards on top of all of that. And then uh, Mims had 113 receiving yards for Denver. Patriots, Dolphins, another semi-tight game, but we all know that the Patriots defense has always been pretty solid. They're a bend, don't break. They might give up yards. And then once they get in the red zone, they hunker down and they're only really giving up field goals. But Miami with that high-powered offense, 24 to 17. Jalen Waddle gets hurt in that game, but Tua Tug of Iloa, 249 passing yards, one pass touchdown, one interception. And then Mostert, 121 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. And they just pretty much ran all over. Waddle with 86 yards, Tyreek Hill with 40. They pretty much got whatever they wanted on the ground. And then Monday night, Saints, Panthers, another pretty tight game. Panthers score there late, a touchdown late. Uh, I believe two late. But uh, Saints defense is pretty solid. Hold the Carolina Panthers to 17. They get the dub 20-17. And Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh gets the dub late. Uh, TJ Watt passes James Harrison to become the Steelers' all-time leader in sacks with 81 and a half. So Steelers to 26. Now, try to keep this podcast short because I only I'm only aiming for 15 to 20 minutes. I have no idea how long I've been going. I'm gonna go at what games I'm interested to look at this upcoming week. So this is gonna this episode is gonna drop Wednesday. So tomorrow, if you're listening the day it drops, it's gonna be Thursday night football. Thursday night we have Giants. San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers is a 10-point favorite. I would probably take the San Francisco by 10 on that one because Saquon Barkley is hurt. Saquon Barkley is hurt, and that's such a pivotal, uh, that's such a pivotal um uh asset to their offense. So losing him is really gonna hurt that Giants offense. Next team, next game they're looking for. Washington Commanders, Buffalo Bills. I'm interested to see that. A lot of people, uh, where is it at? Uh, Buffalo Bills are a six and a half point favorite. But I do, I think Washington Commanders could potentially get you a good upset. That would be, that actually wouldn't be too bad of an underdog to bet for. Because um, I do think if the Commanders lose, maybe not by six, maybe by a field goal or maybe by uh, maybe by six. So two field goals, one or two field goals, not a TD. But I'm interested to see how that will play out. Saints Packers, I'm interested in that one. simply because of the Saints defense and I want to see how Jordan loves uh, his how he looks against a a top uh D or a top tier or an elite defense like the uh Saints Tennessee Titans Cleveland Browns just because the Titans are the Titans that's my team so I'm always wanting to see them play and then let's see who else who else who else I'm not interested in Dallas Cardinals I'll take Dallas that was a 12 point favorite I'll take that one I'm in oh Miami no not Miami though no. Jets Patriots I believe Jets and pa- Jets without Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Jets without Aaron Rodgers, I believe might be the same caliber of team as the Patriots. So I am interested to see if the Jets could pull this win off against the Patriots uh, without Aaron Rodgers. I do think Zach Wilson's going to have to start performing uh, 
performing a little better for them to kind of salvage whatever they can for this season. I mean, obviously people are saying their Super Bowl hopes are over, but you still want Zach Wilson to develop as a quarterback. So I think it'd be good to see how they match up against this Patriots defense, which is obviously not as as crazy of the defense as uh, Dallas, but you're going against Bill Belichick. And that's the, who you, you're going to look out for is Bill Belichick. And who else? Philly, at the last game I'm interested in is Monday night. Philadelphia Eagles versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this potentially could be just a air out type of game. Philly or Philly is a five-point favorite. I think I'll take that. But the way that Mike Evans and uh, Mike Evans and uh, what's his name? Baker Mayfield are playing. I wouldn't be surprised if Buccaneers get the upset on that one. But I do believe the Eagles defense is well disciplined and it has enough talent on defense to hold off the Buccaneers. So I do think Eagles will win, but I would be surprised if the Bucs win. And that's what we have for the NFL coverage uh, for this past week and what we're looking forward to starting tomorrow, Thursday night, all the way to Monday. So guys, if you like listening, let me know. If, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, Comment what you who do you think who's your team who do you think is gonna win if you're listening on Spotify I don't know if you have the ability to do that but anyway I appreciate you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys next week to update on what happens on week three of the NFL and the NFL coverage. Sacrifice and play this game I'd have prayed that my life would never be the same I'd have prayed